0: Welcome to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have the man, Edgar Sierra of Sierra Media. Welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jason, so much for having me on.
0: And uh, I know originally we talked about you um, explaining what being a young entrepreneur is like. So that means you might be one of the youngest entrepreneurs I've had on this show. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about the topic here. The topic of today's episode is how to give your business a facelift with videography or videos or photography and photos. Uh, so I guess we can do a little bit of, of both here. We'll, we'll do a backtrack and, and start off with what got you into creating videos and photography for businesses? Like what was the first moment you realized you could monetize that?
1: Um, so actually photography itself, I started back when I was about 16. I had a professor that had a photo studio and uh, he asked me to come and help him in the studio, and it just kind of blew up from there. Um, what, what ended up being kind of uh, my motivation to switch over to doing business, you know, I did portraiture for so long, um, but one thing that I really found was that I fell in love with the concept of creating something more than just a photo for a family to hang up. I love the idea of photos being marketed. I love the idea of, you know, you have to take a concept of how do you make somebody feel good for a product, a service, and how do you execute that? and so that's really what uh, got me into doing that and you know a little background with that was also when I started my business I didn't have anybody to help me with photos videos how do I you know give a a more professional look to my business and I think that's something that I've been able to understand now and be been able to execute now to be able to do that for other businesses that go from being the side hustle entrepreneur to a full-time business owner
0: Awesome, man. Congrats. It sounds like you learned a lot from your professor originally, and a lot of entrepreneurs learn by watching other people be successful. So I guess you had that kind of lucky uh, moment where you were able to learn from someone. Most people don't have that. So let's say that you didn't have that professor to learn how to do these things. What could you suggest to entrepreneurs who want to learn videography or photography? What, what, What are the top three things you would tell them?
1: First off, just go do it. I mean, realistically, photography is one of those um, skills that you can't learn from a book. You can learn basics. You can you know, kind of understand concepts before you go do them. But photography is one of those things you just have to do. That same professor gave me the best advice of my life. And he said, go take 10,000 photos. And when you're done, take 10,000 more. And that really taught me to learn to execute lighting, uh, ISO, shutter speeds, things of that sort and how to execute that. Uh, secondly, is resources. There is endless resources out there. YouTube, uh, Udemy. There's uh, Skillshare. There's everything in the half, and that's not expensive anymore. When I first started uh, photography, I mean, you would purchase an SD card, and it cost you like you know 100 bucks for 32 gigabytes. Now you can buy a you know a 128 gigabyte for you know 60 bucks or whatever it may be don't fail to to understand that some of these content creators on YouTube are really putting out some great information that you need to follow. And it's free. I mean, realistically, you sit there, you can have a phone and watch it and do it and execute it as it's going. So don't be scared about those resources. Same thing like Udemy or Skillshare. I think Udemy, you can pay like 12 bucks for a full course, and it gives you like 42 hours. So it's not that expensive anymore, right? If you're willing to pay for Starbucks, go pay for a class, you know, photography. Um and then uh, lastly is don't give up on don't give up on yourself because you don't see perfection. When I first started, man, I had the crappiest photos and looking back at them right, but all that mattered was that I started. And you know, you start by every photo that you take or every every video that you create and you have to build off of that. Don't expect to be as good as people that have been in the industry for 10 years, right? They've been in 10 years. If you're on day 1, you better be working day in and day out to get to that level faster if not you may you know take that same amount of time to get there but you will get there
0: absolutely and it's it's so true when it comes to what you mentioned about really doing it over and over and over again because anybody can own a camera right you can you can go buy a $5000 DSLR camera but you don't know how to use it Right, and the the tool is only useful if you know how to use the tool. Right, people think just because they buy an expensive camera, now they're a photographer. No, you have to learn how to use the lenses, and like you said, the ISO and the shutter speed, and everything. You need to know how to light a scene, how to how to use um depth of field, and everything to your advantage. So, I think I think the main thing that people are taking home from what you said is you have to learn by doing. Don't be afraid to take long courses. I happen to have a course on Udemy and Skillshare myself, so I know what that's like to help people through courses. I think a lot of people are afraid to invest and commit to a lot of time to learn something like that. So mm-hmm. what, was, what was that like? What was breaking through that barrier and that challenge of, oh my God, this is so daunting. I have to learn you know, uh, the equivalent of a master's degree in film to learn how to be a photographer. You know, what was that that thing that pushed you through?
1: So, yeah, it, it's it's a weird, it's a funny story because I honestly was doing it for fun, and I randomly went out to the desert to do what's called light painting, and, and I'm sure you know what that is, but for your listeners, it's simply an open shutter creating, you know, a, a painting essentially with movement. Um, and this random lady comes up to me and she goes, Hey, can I see your photos? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and, uh, she's like, man, these are great. And I'm like, I'm just an amateur. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like (laughs) no way. Um, and so she gave me the opportunity a week later to become her head photographer for two magazines. And the very first big shoot that I did was with Jaguar and Land Rover and, Jeez, man. I was still an amateur. I was like, "Yo!" But what I did is, I took the money that I did have. I basically maxed out my credit card to go purchase this new camera, and it wasn't for the sense of I'm like, "Oh, it's going to give me better pictures." The camera I had at the time, which was a Sony A6000, was just not to the quality of commercial work, you know. So I moved up to a full frame, um, did all that, and let me just tell you, they ended up purchasing five images for. I think it was like $500 a piece. Wow. So that almost essentially paid itself off off. But that at that moment is when I realized, you know what? All these, you know, all this whole year, this last year and a half before going to this one shoot actually has now paid off because I was able to execute these photos to the point that Jaguar and Land Rover wanted them. And I'm like, who can say that? Sounds like
0: the right place at the right time. And, you know, being able to show someone that you have an eye for storytelling, which is important. So speaking of which, you know, when it comes to a brand or a business that comes to you and, you know, how do you identify the story that you want to tell? uh, You know, how do you help people get their facelift? You know, like a, a business comes to you, a company comes to you, says, hey, Edgar, this is my business. This is what I do but I'm not really getting a lot of new customers and this, and I'm getting the same kind of people. And I'm not really, I'm not fresh. I'm not, you know, my content isn't new. It's not with the times. How do you, how do you identify that story and then execute on it?
1: Uh, one key word feelings, right? I only work with businesses that I can see myself purchasing their service or their product. If me as a content creator, storyteller, videographer, photographer can't, like your stuff, your product, your service, don't feel like you're a person that's genuinely doing this, you know, because you want to become a hustler, entrepreneur. How do you think a random stranger is going to be able to do that? Right? And and that's really what it comes down to is that if your images and your photos, I mean, your images and your videos show this feeling of like professionalism that tell the story of Hey, we're the next, you know, big thing where my product is different for X, Y, Z reasons. If you can't do that in a photo, it basically dissolves everything, right? Like they say, a picture's worth a thousand words. And if you can't find that one word that connects you to that product, it doesn't matter. I mean, it basically dissolves.
0: So if a business owner is unable to identify that story for whatever reason, they just can't figure it out. They're not creative enough. They have a good business, a good idea, but we have to admit here that not every business owner has a lot of creativity, right? They just had a good idea. How do you inspire them or influence them to extract some sort of story for their business, for your videos or photos? Or what do you recommend people
1: do? we don't we we actually prefer that some of these people don't that don't do that because that 's not their expertise right when we look at the sense of a business, sometimes a business owner is not great at anything other than sealing a deal, closing a sale, and there's nothing wrong with that that 's where we come in right Our job here is is to assure that we can take that whatever it is you have very whether it's very minimalistic or something already preset. And create something out of it, right? Because that essentially when you hire us, the end point is to take that responsibility away from you. And if we can't do it from an outside perspective, then obviously somebody that's in our same position when you hire us isn't going to see that same story or whatever that may be. And and That's essentially what it comes down to is hire us because you need us, not because you're going to tell us how to do our job.
0: Right. And in terms of your job, what are the three things that you usually do when creating one of these stories for a business, like basically giving them a facelift? What is it? What are the three main things you do? What are your objectives?
1: The very first one is to, to, to get to know the owner or, you know, whoever we're dealing with, whether it's the marketing coordinator, um, whoever is going to be highly involved with us. Um, Secondly, what is it that they're trying to accomplish? We have to find those goals because without those end goals, basically we can run and submit commercials and ads for anything really around your business. But if your goal is to say, hey, I'd like to increase my market by 10% in the category of, you know, people that are over 35, there's a difference there than if you're like, hey, I want my stuff to be on TikTok for all these kids that are 18 because that's where my product, you know, belongs. So we have to find out those goals. And lastly, you need to find out the key, what we would call basically the key features of your business. Where as an outside perspective, we may like one perspective of your business, your service or whatever that may be. But if you're like, no, I really feel like this is what makes my business. This product is what's going to blow up or has brought me hundreds of of dollars of sales. Then those are things that we need to know. And you can't, you know, as a as an owner, you that's one of the things that some people struggle with because they don't even know that. Or, you know, they are barely getting to that point. And so we try to help them find find those little things that then allow us to start our job.
0: That sounds great. It sounds like you're helping them find their core value proposition, their target yep. audience. These are basic 101 startup things, right? Exactly. And 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 speaking of of startups and basic 101. You're a young entrepreneur, right? And um, yeah. I, I'd like to finish off the episode to hear how you became an entrepreneur, how you decided to venture out on your own and what it's like being a young entrepreneur and any kind of wisdom or advice or suggestions for other entrepreneurs out there who are trying to start and being young, you know?
1: Well, it, it, make it nice and short and simple. Um, my parents are migrants from Mexico. I came, uh, they came here to the U.S. long time ago to give me a better life. Um, I wasn't the best student. I honestly barely passed high school with a 2.3 GPA. Um, I just never thought I was going to go to college, you know, and I went to college and um, I decided to pursue actually entrepreneurship so I didn't have to call in. That was realistically one of the big reasons. I didn't want to have to call in during school. I wanted to have the days off that I wanted. And I worked hard for that. But it also was a lot of challenges along the way, right? One of the biggest challenges was I worked for a federal agency. So going from that to literally having nothing and struggling, you know, my now fiance paid three months of my rent so that I can focus on this business. Wow. We got to this point and I've been able to just kind of find who I am, right? I currently have a degree in criminal justice, a bachelor's. I have an associate's in criminal justice, bachelor's in... Um, photography with dual minors in entrepreneurship, business administration. And now I'm going on to the next big thing, which I'm working on my master's now in IT with an emphasis in cybersecurity. And one of the things that I kind of found through my journey was that when you become marketable to anything around you, you can adapt. Um, And that was something that an officer that I used to work with, you know, told me a long time ago, he said, Edgar, when you become older, Always make sure you're marketable. And that's what I've done, you know, as not only as an entrepreneur, but as a person, you know, in whole, if I wanted to go and just jump into IT right now, I could. If I wanted to go back into criminal justice, I could. If I wanted to do those things, I have the credentials to do that. Um, And, you know, sometimes businesses don't thrive. My business is lucky to have made it through COVID and into this point. And if there was one piece of advice through this, whole journey that I've gone through is to keep pushing, right? We talk about this and I know it's very cheesy and everybody says it, but I'm the biggest, you know, example of that. I came from a home that was made, barely making it, you know, making ends meet, right. To now having, you know, working on my third degree, having a business, have a studio an office with two employees. It, it It's just, I didn't stop. And that was it. Like at the times when I felt low, I just kept going. I said, one day it's going to get better. I can't tell you that I didn't want to quit. I wanted to close this place up time and time again, but I literally just kept pushing and here I am.
0: Amazing story, man. And um, I would call you an underachiever as a joke, but you're an overachiever, man. You've definitely done a lot of stuff. So I'm I'm proud of you for that, for sticking with it. And you're hopefully an inspiration to people listening or watching this because, Edgar, you've done quite a bit for such a young guy. And it sounds like you have a lot of road left ahead of you in terms of what you're going to be accomplishing. So that's awesome. Uh, If people want to use your service, they would go to
1: eCieramedia.com.
0: Correct, Yes. And what kind of stuff could you provide for people if they find you there?
1: So one of the big things we're transitioning to is that they may see, you know, a lot of portraiture work right now. But we've transitioned the the website to showcase a lot more of where we started with businesses. Um, If the the biggest showcase that we have right now and the biggest business in our portfolio is nonstop auto. Uh, We took him from nothing to having a fleet of four trucks to now having his own shop. Uh, took him from zero to ninety thousand in, in under nine months. Uh, we've created, you know, some some smaller businesses. Cutie and Co is another one, um, but we're able to do everything from the structure of an LLC um, to helping you understand a little bit of bookkeeping, uh, marketing, photos, videos, uh, how to take that next step. You know, from just showcasing your work on IG and Facebook to now you know, showing you a Google My Business, Google Analytics, um, showcasing a little bit more on how to get to your target market.
0: Great, man. So it's a one-stop shop for your business needs. Definitely check out Edgar at eSierraMedia.com. It was a pleasure having you, man. I'm sure everyone was inspired by this. I know I was. So thanks again. And we will see everybody in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at JasonSherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.